0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Radio Lab is supported by the John Templeton Foundation, funding research and catalyzing conversations that inspire people with awe and wonder. Learn about the researchers making the latest discoveries in the science of well-being, complexity, forgiveness, and free will at templeton.org/podcast. Listener supported, WNYC Studios.
1: Oh, wait, you're listening. Okay. All right. Okay.
2: okay. All right. <coughs> you're listening, listening to Radio Lab. Lab. Radio Lab from <laughs> WNYC. C- yep. See? <laughs> Hey,
0: I'm Latif Nasser. This is Radio Lab.
2: I'm getting all settled. Okay.
0: Mm. And to kick off this new year, our very first episode of 2022, Jad and Lulu and I were supposed to have a conversation. Okay. So, okay. About what our favorite things were from the last year, like books and movies, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. let do it. But I have brought you both here with a ruse. Uh, I mean, we may do favorite things, but that's not. What I'm prepared to do today. Wait, so th- so that was that was a fake I out?
2: prepared my favorite thing. I'm
0: hijacking you both. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. yeah. Very. So uh we are starting a new year. It feels kinda like the last two sort of blur together. And I'm constantly thinking like, which was worse, twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? But then that took me to a different place, which is like what was the worst year. Ever. Mm. Not in recent memory, but in human history. Like, was there an objectively worst year to be a person alive on planet Earth? My,
1: my mind goes to uh, parameter questions. Yeah. Okay, great. When is the boundaries?
0: So maybe let's say the worst year in recorded history. Got
2: mm. it.
1: And then worse, do you have like an operating definition for that?
0: Uh, maybe something that like that hit a lot of people in okay. a way that if we were alive then we and we had a choice between living then and living now, we would say, yes, please, 2020 or 2021, mm. please.
2: <laughs> Your sick, sick mind, have. Okay. Well, I mean,
0: I, I admit it's kind of a dark thought to have, but I was thinking about it in a kind of positive way, like the worst year in human history. If I can pin that down, I'll at least know that, you know, 2022 is almost certainly not going to be as bad as that. And then I'll feel better about that.
2: And like whatever's ahead?
0: And whatever's ahead. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. Um, so fully embracing the suck that is 2020 and 2021, what year would you pit up against it to say this is a worthy adversary?
1: I was thinking
2: Pompeii. The Black Death.
1: Yeah. That's got to be top five. At least if you're like, if you're just going to focus on Europe. You could do five.
2: 1939.
1: Crusades. Wasn't that the 12th century? Crusades. 1781. Mongolian invasion. Mm-hmm. Which was actually, there are some really good things that came out of it. So, so I, you know, hmm. <laughs> I mean, you could say, like, 1492 from the American perspective. Yes,
2: Yes. I recently came across this thing that in 1100 A.D., the moon disappeared for a lot of the year.
1: It disappeared. Mm. So
2: I think that would be terrifying as either someone who is spiritual mm-hmm. or isn't. Yeah. This
0: is very interesting because you're bringing up a lot of stuff that I'm going to bring okay. up too. But, yeah. so, okay, so the year, the year that I th- I think I want to make a case that this is the worst year in human history um, is 536
2: AD. 536. Whoa. Okay. Alright, what's happening Why, in the world yeah. in 536?
0: Okay, so just a quick picture of what the world looked like around the 530s. A few hundred million humans on planet Earth or thereabouts. The Roman Empire, you know, fully flowered. Then it fractured into two. Similar thing had happened in China. It also fractured. It is the classic period of the Mayan civilization in Central America. So these are like Societies like these are real societies, uh, you know, with major cities and sewage systems yeah. and, and music scenes and stuff like that. Like it's like we're not quite in the modern world, but we're in like in a world we recognize. Okay, so
2: toilets and toilets and loots.
0: Basically, yeah. Um, okay, so what happens in five thirty six is not particularly clear. Uh, the leading theory is a volcanic eruption. Hmm. So this um, is this a
1: singular eruption or is it a string of them?
0: Almost certainly a string of them, but but at least one of them was enormous. Unclear where this eruption happened exactly, but spewed out ash and sulfates and even tiny bits of glass into the stratosphere uh, where it circulated around the Earth. But there's there's actually. There's another thing that happened. There's kind of an extra twist, uh, which is that I spoke to this one scholar. And what she thinks happened uh, was that a few years prior, Halley's comet passed by Earth um, and basically whipped us with its tail. And so the debris from that tail entered our atmosphere, broke up uh, in the in the night sky and, and you could actually see it twinkling.
1: Can you imagine if, they, if, it, if the two th- things were separate events but happened on the same day? Can you <laughs> that would be that? crazy. <laughs> that would be amazing. And,
0: and, or it wow. could have been something completely different that triggered all of this. Uh, but this is like best, best guesses. Um, so whether it was the volcanic sort of plume or whether it was the comet-like debris, it creates this thing they call a dust veil over the Earth. And that triggers other strange regional weather patterns, including dust storms, which cause even more dust. So in, in November and December of 536 in the Chinese city of Nanjing, there's a, a report uh, from the city that said, quote, yellow dust rained down like snow. It could be scooped up in handfuls. Wow! And that lasts from February 536 to June 537. So uh, a year and a half, basically a solid winter.
2: Oh, wow. Um, That's That's Game of Thrones
1: shit right there. (laughs) Yeah,
0: it's basically the coldest decade in the last 2,000 years. And that triggers, uh, like, massive crop failures and, you know, mass famine. So in Ireland in 536 and then also in 539, it's written in their annals that they have a, quote, failure of bread. Mm -hmm. Uh, Similar food shortages are documented in Korea, Japan. In China it gets so bad by the 540s that in one area north of the Yellow River 7 or 8 out of every 10 people died. Wow. And because god. the crops had failed allegedly survivors were forced to eat the corpses of the no. dead. Oh my no. god. One of the places where this hit worst was Scandinavia. 75% of the villages that they excavate from around that time like you can tell that they were abandoned. Basically, it's like all these Nordic people are like, screw it. We're getting out of here. And then they get on their boats and then they like travel
1: around the world and they wow. it's like all, all you need now is like an alien invasion. <laughs> and I don't know. Well, there's I mean, there is more uh, another issue with
0: this massive dust veil that some people have speculated about is like people were not getting a lot of sunlight. So they're not creating vitamin D in their bodies And vitamin D, among other things, helps boost your immune system to fight bacterial infections. And also you can imagine there are all these farms and fields with crops. The plants are dying. The rats in the field and the other animals that are living out there start coming to where the people have, you know, stores of grain or rice or whatever. And that's near where people are living. So now you have people who are hungry.
2: Weaker immune system.
0: Possibly immune, sort of compromised, um, meeting these filthy, desperate animals like rats who are carrying microscopic friends. So I'll let you guess what happens next. God a
2: plague. Plagues. All kinds of sicknesses.
0: All kinds of sicknesses, yes, but especially one. So they call it Justinian's Plague. This is uh, 541, so five years later. Um, This plague spreads basically across all of Europe. Uh, it's commonly estimated to have killed tens of millions of people.
1: I'm trying to sort of construct a composite reality from mm-hmm. all of these things. I mean, it must have been cold as hell.
2: There's rats and bacteria.
0: yeah. Uh, so, so these two geoscientists, Duthers and Rapino, Rampino, they basically like comb through all of like anything written around that time all over the world to try to find like did any, who talked about this and what did they say. Um, mm. And here's some of what they found. So this is a guy from Italy, statesman-y type person, uh, Cassiodorus, senator. He says, <clears throat> the sun seems to have lost its wanted light and appears of a bluish color. We marvel to see no shadows of our bodies at noon. The moon, too, even when its orb is full, is empty of its natural splendor. We've had a spring without mildness and a summer without heat.
2: Wow. That is bad. Yeah,
1: that's bad. Really?
2: And so vivid. The loss of the shadows. Like, you feel the cold. Yeah, yeah. There,
0: here's 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 another one that's, like, equally vivid, I think. So this is Mesopotamia. So this is around the area where Syria is now. A guy named uh, Zacharias of Mytilene, probably pronouncing that wrong, um, quote, The winter was a severe one, so much so that from the large and unwanted quantity of snow, the birds perished. There was distress among men from the evil things. Oh, my gosh. Um, what do you wow. think the
2: evil things means there? I don't
0: know. I, I just left that in there because I did not know what that meant. Uh, and I was yeah.
1: like, ooh, that's really dark and sinister. Um, yeah. Wow. But, but everybody, the entire globe, is suffering through a 15-month winter.
0: Unclear if it's the whole globe, but much of the northern hemisphere for sure. But in Mayan history... Uh, There's this period. So this is the classic period of of Mayan history. Then there's this little mini period that they call the classic period hiatus. Um, And Mm. they have the Mayan people would make these special decorative stone pillars to like mark history and what is going on in history at that time. Basically, they just pause making them.
2: Uh, What do you think? the? Okay, we kind of talked about what it felt like temperature wise. But like, what do you think the world sounded like Mm. during these years or this year?
0: Well, I guess with the with the birds dying, uh, probably quieter. Mm, yeah. Uh, but what's left is, I don't know, I imagine, like, walking on dried grass. Like, that kind of sound, yeah. maybe. Like, you know, the little scurrying of the rat feet over the fallow field or whatever. Um,
2: and then wind probably picks up. If you don't have trees, lush plants to break it, right? So you probably get, like...
0: Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank.
2: Radiolab is supported by TurboTax. TurboTax experts make all your moves count. Filing with 100% accuracy and getting your max refund guaranteed. So whether you started a podcast, side hustled your way to concert tickets, or sold Hollywood memorabilia, switch to TurboTax and make your moves count. See guaranteed details at TurboTax.com/guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live.
0: When you see actor Danielle Brooks on the red carpet at the Oscars, she will be in full glamour and in grief.
2: I've been with Sophia for so long. And I just know, like, after the Oscars, that chapter is really done. And that saddens me. I'm Kai Wright.
0: A star of The Color Purple honors the role that shaped her career. Next time on Notes from America. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Do you know what I keep thinking about? Is any singular human in this moment would be thinking about their own sorry state and their family and maybe their village. Mm -hmm. But that would be the sort of circumference of their awareness. They had no big picture. So like-
0: I doubt anybody had the big picture of it. Right, Mm. but I
1: mean, we can see that it was a global catastrophe. And we see that about our own moment in a way that they couldn't. So I wonder if it would have felt like the worst year ever. Mm. So it's funny to think that like the awareness of the whole magnifies the the misery and like, or
2: the awareness of the whole maybe makes you feel less lonely about it. Like yeah, it's not just you. I don't know. I don't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah, wonder yeah, if know.
0: there was someone who just like got on a horse and was like, "I'm gonna ride until like <laughs> I'm out can, of it. I get the sun back,
1: and then yeah, just kept riding, and totally, then they never got I'm it back. Out of the cold,
2: yeah. and then like never gets there. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I
1: guess what I keep thinking about suddenly is, um, given that I'm an old man, and now it's my sort of inherited birthright to complain about young people. Um, <laughs> there is such such a fixation on mental health amongst amongst you know kids, right? Yeah, and I think thank God that's amazing. But at the same time, I think, wow, your lives are so great. You know what I mean? But then I think, does it feel great? Probably doesn't. Like objectively, their lives are so much more comfortable than a life would have been in five thirty six. Right. But maybe by virtue of the expanded awareness that we all carry, things don't feel good. You know, and so I, I yeah. guess that's what I was thinking about. I was like, what if we endured 536 now, right? Like, what if a comet and a volcano blew up? Can you imagine yeah. the wall-to-wall CNN and the tweeting and the retweeting and the constant, like, sharing of misery? It must feel like it would feel like misery amplified in a way that it probably hasn't at any other time
2: but that but but the sharing yes there is misery amplified and that but like think about when the italians made that video for us do you remember that this oh, little this little message and cheering in a and, bottle yeah. of like take it seriously learn from mm. us stay inside for a couple of weeks mm. it felt like that was a moment where the cross planetary awareness allowed our best sides to try to come out,
0: and the let's work together, and let's yeah. work together, yeah. and
2: and like the kind of watching how different leaders approach it, and then being able to just look back and see what works, and then take strategies and make mistakes and learn, and yeah, the sharing and the solidarity allowed us to way more quickly collaborate. I mean, that,
0: s- yeah, that I, that is true, but like, okay, like think back to five thirty-six, right? Probably most people alive on planet Earth at the time believed that what was happening, the horrors that were befalling them, were coming from above. They were an act of God or gods. And then now what's going on, so much of what's going on, it it feels like it's happening because of us, like something we're doing to ourselves and to each other. And sort of whether it is or not, like it's like lab leak or China virus or South Africa variant or this person's not wearing a mask or that person's didn't get a booster or whatever it is. And, and as much as the Solidarian stuff, like that stuff also gets amplified on Twitter. I don't know. So it's like as much as you have the we're all in this together stuff, you also have the like it's all it's all it's all this person's fault. Let's scapegoat this person.
2: Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I'm big on the solidarity in the long run, making it better. And it just seems like with all of that, I mean, it's just like I, I'm, I, I'm officially stopping bitching about 2020. Like I, I'm done.
1: <laughs> but does it make? OK, OK. Does that, that's sort of like that's what I was curious about. Does this Does knowing that it, people in 536, I mean, it's like, does it make you feel better about the last two years? To know that in 536, it was a much worse year.
0: It doesn't make me better so much as it makes me think, oh, like, there are more floors to fall through here. Like, mm. we, we could fall. We have longer to fall. Mm. Like, I, I don't know if that makes me feel better to know that. Um, but it definitely makes me not feel worse. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I'm saving That's the fair. worst feelings for when, if and when it does get worse. That's fair.
2: <laughs> I just wanted to say what I, what you have left me with about yeah. knowing about that year. I just feel grateful I can go see my shadow. Mm-hmm. And like, that's what I'm going to take the year yeah. ahead. That's what I'm going to take into the year ahead is like, well, <sighs> if I can see my shadow, that means there's enough sun to just enjoy the basic warmth mm. of that. And
0: and there's ground beneath me that is not yeah. lava. Yeah. That's not lava. So, going into the next year, at least we've got shadows and bread and ground to stand on. Yeah.
2: Do you guys remember my question?
1: That was, that was last year. I know. No. Old, old times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
2: do you remember what so, I got a little hung up on? Music. Or I just couldn't.
1: You were yeah. excited to see if.
2: So like, before if we leave you, one more thing, funny. because after Latif hit us with the horrors of that year, I was left with this question that just kept yeah. eating at me. Um, so a little while later, I called them both back up to add just one last question. Little postcard from the year 536. Yeah.
1: What was your question specifically? Was it, uh, did the the misery create a new genre? You know, my
2: question was really just what was music like then? You know, what kind of music were people making and hearing that would have carried them through? Mm -hmm. What did it actually sound like? So I did a little digging. Hello? And Hello. I found someone who had a pretty interesting answer to that question, at least for one corner of the world. Should I call you Cantor Sayum no. or Mogus? No, it's Mogus, Mogus. Mogus. So <laughs> Mogus Sayum, he is a cantor in the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, lives in Virginia now, but he grew up in Ethiopia. And some of the musical traditions of his church, songs he sings literally every week, yeah. He says, "Come from right around the five thirty-six time uh-huh. in what was then the kingdom of Axum." Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Only the music. Only, by the way. By and the in way, fact, he told me know, about uh, one particular guy from Yared. Uh, you know, the, do you know the Yared? The Arid histories? Saint yes. Yared, who, according to tradition, was the person writing all this music.
1: One thousand six hundred years ago.
2: You know, it's just coming, you know, it's just now, we don't know the extent to which the dust veil of 536 affected this area, and there is debate over the historical person, Yared. But according to Mogus's tradition, it was right around the year 536 that Yared composed a brand new book of hymns called Mawasit. Yeah. And yeah. what are the songs in that book about? Mawasit. Mawasit is uh, when somebody die. We sing songs I must eat. It's it's like a book of it's songs for the dead. Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Could could you sing me just a little bit so I could hear? Oh right now, it's okay. Yeah. Oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> Now again, it's impossible to know exactly how the chronology of these songs line up with the year 536, and also even how much of Yared's story is real or apocryphal. But what does seem likely is that if you were to walk into a church in Ethiopia about 1,500 years ago, and you were mourning someone. This is the kind of music that may be sung to you to honor that loss. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your time. All right. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Have a great—I hope, uh, you know, Happy New Year. Not Ethiopian (laughs) New Year, but boring old Gregorian New Year. (laughs) You too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.
0: This episode was produced by Simon Adler with sound and music from Simon Adler and Jeremy Bloom. Special thanks to Dallas Abbott, Matthias Nordvig, Joel Gunn, and reporter Ann Gibbons, whose article in Science on 536 got me interested in this in the first place.
2: Thanks also to Daniel Jacob, Kay Chalamet, Jackie Phillips, and Macleet Hadero, who is a fabulous singer-songwriter with a deep connection to St. Jared. I highly recommend you go check out her music. That's Macleet. Hedero.
0: If, by the way, you want to actually hear the conversation that Lulu and Jad and I were supposed to have about our favorite things from the last year, uh, well, that is actually going up right after this to our Lab uh, Members Only feed.
2: The Lab, and it's a fun conversation. I was so excited to share my my little finds of the year with you. So, if you do want to hear it, just join the Lab.
0: Head over to radiolab.org slash the lab to sign up.
2: Check it out. See if it's for you. Radiolab.org slash the lab.
0: Thank you for listening. This is Radiolab. More light, non-catastrophic stories coming up from us soon and all through the next year, whatever it may bring.
2: Hi, this is Lauren Bartram calling from San Diego, California. Radiolab is supported in part by the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation, enhancing public understanding of science and technology in the modern world. More information about Sloan at www.sloan.org.
1: Science reporting on Radiolab is supported in part by Science Sandbox, a Simons Foundation initiative dedicated to engaging everyone with the process of science.
2: Radiolab was created by Jada Boomrod and is edited by Soren Wheeler. Lulu Miller and Latif Nasser are our co-hosts. Susie Lechtenberg is our executive producer, and Dylan Keefe is our director of sound design. Our staff includes Simon Adler, Jeremy Bloom, Becca Bressler, Rachel Cusick, W. Harry Fortuna, David Gable, Maria Paz Gutierrez, Sinduniana Sambandam, Matt Kilty, Annie McEwen, Alex Neeson, Sara Kari, Ariane Wack, Pat Walters, and Molly Webster. With help from Tanya Chavla and Sarah Sondbach, our fact checkers are Diane Kelly, Emily Krieger, and Adam Chabille.